I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, hey, Richard. Hey, AJ. Um, why did Godzilla smell real bad? Why? Because he forgot to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding on to that for a few weeks, have you? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I thought about it the other day, and thought, and then I tried thinking of one for Heisei, but nothing really sprung to mind as much. Yeah, well, I mean, you, in your head, you were, like, trying to think of Showa jokes, and you're like, oh, hey, say this. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I didn't get that, but then I got it. Oh, nice. Well done. You've got a little bit of food in your beard. Just, <laughs> oh, I haven't further around. Well, I don't know what it is then. It's probably it's probably it's yesterday's food. <laughs> um, we did it. Mm. What did we do? The critics said it would never happen, but we're here. Yeah. What did we do? Uh, I, can't, I can't. I have no recollection of the the past. Well, so four weeks. Okay. Well, this is a podcast called Film Franchise Fortnights. Okay. And um, I'm Richard Martin, and I'm Alexander Jones. Yeah. So you, but you know what? We're friends, so you can call me AJ. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we like have we do we do this podcast, okay? Mm, yeah, and um, we watch a different film yes. franchise every fortnight. Mm. But because it's a special occasion, mm-hmm. uh, we landed on Godzilla. Yeah, and we've been watching them for a month. Why? Because there are thirty-one of them. What? Yeah, but thankfully for us, they're um, divided into like different pe- time periods. Yeah, and um, we just did watch the last one. Yeah, we we watched the last time period, but it's like a time period we made out, up out of like the fact that they're not really categorized. This was like the miscellaneous stragglers left yeah. over. Yeah, and then thankfully there was only two of them. Yeah, so we've gone from like fifteen, which was the shower period, to seven, which was the Heisei period. To seven, which was the Millennium period plus the 1998 remake, American remake reboot, um, and then the Miscellaneous, which is actually like weirdly enough is like the MonsterVerse, yeah, plus the Toho reboot period. It's kind yeah. of being called cool, at the moment. Cool. Um, so the films we watched mm-hmm. were Godzilla, yeah, 2014, and. Uh, Shin Godzilla, which came out a year ago today. As of this recording. As of this recording. That's pretty amazing. We didn't plan that. Yeah. But you know what? When there's 31 of something, it's bound to happen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's probably Like if any of them came out in July, we're probably... Yeah, yeah. will probably line up. <laughs> um, so normally, we would I would have spaced out saying those more. Mm. Um, but so that you could give a little, uh, how do you say, kind of a... Uh, a plot synopsis. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, throughout. Um, but because there's only two, I just thought I'd crack right into it. Okay. And uh, speaking of cracking right into things, mm. um, we're opening our last two um, root beers. Now, last week we kind of shed all over 
um, Godzilla purists by putting um, the 1998 Godzilla in with the Millennium series. And this week, we're kind of shitting all over the film franchise Fortnite's purists. Because as you might have heard, um, we were drinking um, A&W root beer mm-hmm. and now we're drinking Bundaberg sarsaparilla um, it's ostensibly the same drink um, but um, I, actually, have, I, actually, I actually prefer this people have stopped listening when they heard it was sarsaparilla <laughs> goodbye goodbye listeners if you oh. came here for the A&W root beer goodbye oh. um, I've spoken before about my distaste for root beer in general yeah and this sarsaparilla it's like a it's like a worse root beer so I love sarsaparilla, dude. Why? Why it's do you love good. this? I don't know. I remember in, in my primary school, people used to call sarsaparilla sars. Yeah, well, that, that was what it was called. One of them, there was like a uh, golden circle. Mm. The cans just said sars on them. And then... And then obviously sars happened. <laughs> um, so anyway, speaking of yeah, like big things that impacted um, Asia, uh, Godzilla. I thought you were going to talk about your trip to Vietnam. <laughs> um, so the first one we watched was called it was just called Godzilla. Yeah, came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, so that was directed by Gareth Edwards, uh, who later went on to direct Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, and um, most likely chosen to direct this film because he directed a film called Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, which is about giant monsters. Yeah, but it focuses on like the human kind of story. Yeah, and um, that features in terms of monsters, it features uh, some new ones called mm-hmm. they're referred to as Mutos, uh, which stands for massive unidentified terrestrial organism. Yeah, um, there's a male and a female of those, so the male can fly and the and the females bigger. Big. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what's they're that one about, big. Asia? Uh, that one is about um, so there it was in um, 1999 um, some scientists discover in the Philippines that there was like some kind of cataclysmic monster like left this cavern and they're not quite sure what happened to it and what it actually did was it left the cavern because it was disrupted by miners and ended up going to the nearest nuclear reactor um, because it feeds on nuclear energy. And this was in Japan. Uh, and it actually caused a meltdown. Is that the right terminology? Yeah. Yeah, a meltdown in this reactor where um, a, lot, a couple of people died, including the for at least the first part of the film, main character's wife died. Um, and 15 years later, the main character's son is all grown up and joined the army and now he's the main character and he goes to to take care of his dad who's been arrested for continually you know trying to get to the bottom of what happened that day in 1999 um and it ends up being that the the thing that um disrupted the the nuclear plant was actually one of the the, the mudo mudos as as you put it um, well as the movie puts it yeah, as, as the movie i didn't puts come it. up with that uh, and so both of them wake up and start wreaking havoc um, across the world. And then Godzilla, um, who, again, is his origin's mostly the same. He's a mut- radioactive mutated lizard from the Bikini Atoll bombings. And, yeah, and um, uh, first sort of came about in 1954. Yeah. Um, which is, it's not like keeping the canon of the originals or anything like that. It's more like a nod to yeah. the audience, like a wink to the audience. Yeah. Um, and so the new Godzilla basically swims across the ocean and turns up to stop the, the Mudos who are, as I said, destroying the city. Um, 
and there's a whole human story in there that's not particularly interesting or worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the story, the human story is interesting to begin with, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So that, that's that film, and um, the second one we uh, watched is called Shin Godzilla, um, or sometimes also referred to as Godzilla Resurgence for our plebeian listeners who um you know can't handle subtitles mm. um like us yeah um no we, we actually watched shin godzilla we, we 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 actually paid for it we mm. bought it on on we rented it on youtube um because it was like the only copy we could find that was like the full two-hour version yeah, yeah. subbed um and so it was directed by um hideaki anno mm-hmm. i hope i'm saying that name right um who uh, some people might know from his work on um, creating the anime series uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Makes sense. Um, and so apparently he was actually uh, approached to direct quite early on, like sort of 2013, really? um, but turned it down because he'd fallen into a depression after um, working on, completely work on uh, Evangelion 3.0 and got into the mindset of like, there's no way I can top the original. Right. So, um, but then obviously he um, came around and tried to produce the film yeah um and also this film in terms of monsters features none other than godzilla which is the only other only film other than the original to just have godzilla wow that's interesting um cool. so, about? so that movie is about um we're in japan and there's all this um like activity happening in the ocean and they're like what is this seismic activity and then a giant monster crawls out of the ocean kind of looks like a a, a uh, I should throw my bottle cap. <laughs> um, kind of looks like a snapping turtle, like a giant snapping yeah, turtle. At, at first, this just this tail comes out. Yeah, it's yeah. like an eel. Yeah, yeah. It looks like an eel with with a body. Yeah, but and it's also really big. Um, and then eventually, that evolves into the familiar design of Godzilla, um, which again starts just destroying, rampaging through the city, um, through Japan, <laughs> and um, and yeah, it's eventually they they uh it, it destroys probably more of japan is destroyed in this movie than anyone before yeah, the destruction of this is like man of steel level worse like yeah. two three man of steels basically yeah. that's like forty nine eleven. yeah yeah and um and eventually they the government decide they need to drop a bomb on um on godzilla which obviously is a sore subject in japan though i guess a sore subject probably anywhere <laughs> probably no no city probably wants to have mm. a bomb dropped on them but yeah they decide to, to nuclear bomb um tokyo i think it's in tokyo right yeah yeah to get rid of godzilla but just then the crack team of scientists come up with an idea where they can spray a coagulated formula into um godzilla's mouth if they can get to it which will freeze him and they manage to do that and godzilla gets frozen like a statue in the middle of tokyo and he's just a permanent part of tokyo's skyline yeah. which is an interesting way to end your film and the thing about that film as well is that it um it completely just follows the like government yeah and it, it's it's like a fast talking like um political yeah. satire which it, which worked and didn't work in some places yeah it's like it's the most dialogue heavy mm. godzilla film and I don't know, I guess I liked it, because it's kind of like the... Have you seen Contagion? Yeah, no. No, I haven't. It's like the Contagion of Godzilla films, where it's no. like... It's not so much about, wow, look how... Look at how devastated this family is. Mm. Like, it's because Contagion is like Matt Damon's wife is patient zero. Mm-hmm. And it's not... The film isn't about, oh, Matt Damon's so sad. It's about... Um, 
how the world reacts and how the government reacts to this virus and containing it. And so it's yeah. a, the virus is the main character, whereas, like, in this one, it's like the information is the main character. Yeah. Like, yeah. the idea. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really interesting. And it's the kind of thing I would have rolled my eyes at if they did in, like, the Showa series or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, I don't think I could have followed it then, but just the way it was done here, I, I really liked it. Mm. I know you, you weren't necessarily... Oh, it was cool. Head over heels for it. But, I mean, um, I didn't really like any of the Godzilla films, so <laughs> this is this is still probably in my top top three or four. What is interesting about this, in terms of the legacy of our little wee podcast as well, is that this might be the first. Um, I know it's a sub franchise, but but let's say first episode selection of movies for an episode that aren't really related in any way. Mm. So what what Godzilla what, has nothing to do with Shin Godzilla. <laughs> um, Oh man, I'm sorry for my my burps. Um, we're not drinking another root beer after this episode. This is restricted to Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and I think what what I'm sort of imagining this proceeding, um, proceeding. What's after? Um, this following for this following conversation <laughs> will be more about taking what we know about the previous twenty nine films of godzilla and we've now seen both america's modernized version of that and now we've seen japan's modernized version of that so don't don't let this be your first episode i guess like this is very much one that i feel for 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 what i for the philosophy of this podcast which is what is a what is a franchise how does it work what does it do how does it impact how we make movies this is very much feels like a an epilogue to the previous three episodes yes yeah all right well cool i'll just throw out all my notes there (laughs) um no yeah it it is like it's interesting because it's kind of both okay so do you know what shin godzilla means no so this this be interesting good place to start yeah so um shin godzilla sort of roughly the most sort of general translation is that it translates to true godzilla right um and so a lot of people see this as like a toho's middle finger to like legendaries um legendary um really uh produced the 2014 one um uh but it's actually the term was chosen because it can mean true new or even god right so it's like you know ultra mega godzilla kind of thing and um yeah they, they toho approved of the 2014 film they they liked it they said they um um and because godzilla was now like back in the public mind they thought well you know this is this is our time to to do our own and then they purposely did the opposite so whereas um in legendary's one he was very much a like defender and he goes out of his way not to hurt people yeah um whereas this one he's just this like merchant of death yeah and destruction and and is is the most deadly he's been in all 31 appearances Hmm. um but yeah i mean toho approved of the film they originally didn't they just gave the rights to the character of godzilla because um, you know obviously what after what happened last time but mm-hmm. then I guess they've earned the rights now because Rodan Mothra and King Ghidorah are going to be in the sequel mm, cool that's good yeah um, what what of the two films we watched for this podcast did you like the most um, so I'd seen the 2014 one before yeah and um, and I've been ever since we've got this franchise I have been really looking forward to watching Shin Godzilla because I almost went to see it in the cinema last year. Yeah. Um, but I was like, uh, 
was only out for like four days and I just didn't get around to it um so I'm really looking forward to watching it and like I mean it didn't disappoint me at all I, I, I really enjoyed it and I guess it's like the enjoyable new versus the like enjoyable old so yeah I mean I, I like I, I there are more obvious faults with um the 2014 one like more like pinpointable faults than in the Shin Godzilla I guess yeah like I could tell you I don't like that this happens in 2014 mm. whereas I couldn't do it so much with Shin Godzilla maybe that's just because I've only seen it just once yeah yeah I think I would say I really well because I saw I saw um the 2014 Godzilla when it first came out um I really liked it I thought that there's some really cool stuff in it and then it was one of those falls from grace where the next day I went went to work and everyone was talking about how much they hated it and like mm. slowly the cracks started to reveal themselves to me I was like that's a good point that's a good point that was pretty dumb that was pretty dumb yeah. um, and so until rewatching it I, I'd kind of had had like a, a yeah bad taste in my mouth about it um, almost as bad as sus bro <laughs> um, and Kong Skull Island which of course is, is part two of the MonsterVerse yeah so it's set in the same universe as the 2014 Godzilla didn't really impress me either um, but after watching Godzilla 2014 again, I would say it's better than Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Um, in terms of Shin Godzilla, um, I like I liked what it was as a as an experiment to do like a government information, as you said, based um, episode almost. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought it's the coolest Godzilla's ever looked. Yeah. was in this one and as, he wasn't this was CGI as well he wasn't uh, it was actually a mix of okay. suit and CGI yeah. so to, to if, if you're not um, Google ready uh, what Shin Godzilla looks like is um, he again he kind of looks like an eel he reminds me of, of an eel because his eyes are like real like wide circles to begin yeah. with and then even when he's fully Godzilla form they're very beady little circular fishy eyes yeah um, but he's very like he's this charcoal when he's in his final form. Yeah, yeah. He's like charcoal black, but all the kind of um, so that his texture, like the peaks are charcoal, but then the valleys are red. Yeah, so he kind of looks like a, a recovering burn victim. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's he's got like it looks like he's a big scab that's cracking. yeah, but but in a cool way. Like it looks yeah, like yeah. he's been he's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, and then obviously when he when he charges up and fires his laser breath, it not only comes out his mouth but it also comes out a lot of the cracks in his body it comes out his tail comes out his, his spines um yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's funny because you did the the atomic breath hmm. um t- i think everyone can agree the coolest scene in the 2014 one if you've seen it you'll you'll know what i'm talking about is the atomic breath scene describe it so our, our hero ford Brody, played by aaron taylor johnson we haven't mentioned the cast of these films, but we'll, no. we'll, we'll do them as we go. Yeah. Um, Ford Brody, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I've spoken about on this podcast before. Um, spoken to directly. <laughs> he He's about to get killed by one of the Mutos, and then in the background you see a couple of little spikes of blue light mm-hmm. up, and then the camera follows them up as like more and more of them light up, and we're just getting this massive blue, and you realise what's happening is that Godzilla's charging up his atomic breath. And then eventually it gets to the top of Godzilla. All his dorsal fins are bright blue, and then boom, shoots um, atomic breath at the Muto. Yeah. And then there's another scene later on when 
Um, he basically grabs the female Muto's mouth, holds it open, and spits fire down its like throat. a like a bird would feed its chicks. Yeah, if the bird wanted to Murder burn them. the insides of its <laughs> chick's body. Mm. <clears throat> so they had that cool scene. It's almost like Toho were like, "Why is there a atomic breath scene cooler than anything we've ever done?" <laughs> and so they did probably my favorite scene in the whole franchise is when Shin Godzilla starts doing his atomic breath. Yeah. Because it's like, the atomic breath's always been kind of, it's all, it acts more like water than anything, I find. Okay. Whereas it should be, because it like just kind of, it's this like bright blue. Like, like a fireman's hose. Yeah. And like, so it shoots out, but then it just kind of bounces off stuff. Whereas in the, in Shin Godzilla, it acts more like a lightsaber. Mm. And that it like, it's unstoppable, which is what it should be. Yeah. You know, it's like pure radioactive being I don't know what it is but like um, and he just like he's in there and you see him charging up and then it just goes insane he's a fire in his laser (laughs) and it just goes everywhere and and like it goes zoom straight through a building cuts it in half yeah and then they start to come out his back as well and it's just insane yeah it's real cool yeah and that's probably my favourite scene in the whole franchise because I wasn't expecting something that cool as well yeah yeah I agree yeah definitely that was like a cool scene and hmm. what's what's a very talky film otherwise yeah um interestingly i, I just just found out some some stuff today you know the um has raw mentioned yeah. it before um how would you describe the raw the like roar. like if you just had to sort of describe the sound um it sounds like a freight train yeah there's a there's like an initial kind of blast that sounds like how you'd imagine a, a lion or or the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park roaring, and then there's like a few a few layers of audio to it, which end and sounding like a like a freight train's just past you. Hmm. Would you would you say so? You'd say it has two definite sounds. Yeah, yeah, because it's sort of described as disyllabic, which like as opposed to monosyllabic. There, yeah. There's definitely two syllables, and um. The way in like Godzilla comics, it's um the automatic payer is S K R E E E O N K Screonk. That's the official automatic There you go. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um so it's the official automatic payer. But um and as and as we all know as well, the um as we all know, uh the the sound was made by dragging a, a resin coated leather glove over the strings of a double bass we've come so far do you know how they created it in the 2014 film i i've been i've heard before but i've forgotten to tell me um well i was hoping you could tell me because the um (laughs) the sound editors um have refused to disclose how they made how they did it it's like an adapted version of yeah they they, i think they took the original but they've like recorded sounds that they use like microphones that can record sounds that are like inaudible to the human ear and then right. like remix them but they've they refused to say what it's based on um but they said the do you think it's maybe something embarrassing and that's why they're yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's tummy rumble yeah <laughs> um but yeah apparently the 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 two syllables they described it as the first one expresses fury and the second one um conveys the character's soul yep i agree with that it's like a yeah. song it's like he's singing yeah because it's like a and then uh, but they keep the same cadence and everything it's like a it's like a scree and then an oh <laughs> yeah um 
So, yeah, you've spoken a little bit about the design of the of Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, fun fact, is actually the tallest Godzilla's ever been, hmm. um, beating out 2014's one really? by 10 metres. Um, so he's 118 metres tall in um, Shin Godzilla. And because, like, legendary, we're like, ours is going to be the biggest one you've ever seen. And then Shin was like, no, ours is going to be the biggest one you've ever seen. But I, I read a really cool quote from Gareth Edwards, and I feel like you'll like this. Um, and so... The 2014 design for the monster. He's he's a lot bigger, and there was a lot of controversy around the time that, you know, since when did this become more attractive than this? Yeah. Um, with with Godzilla's, and um, Gareth Edwards said the way when designing their character, he said the way I tried to view it was to imagine Godzilla was a real creature, and someone from Toho saw him in the 50s and ran back to the studio to make a movie about the creature and was trying their best to like remember it and draw it, and then our movie is actually showing that creature i do like that yeah that's really cool yeah that's a really cool way to it's kind of arrogant but i like yeah it. <laughs> but it's like i mean I, I guess it's more they didn't have the tools to show what he actually looks like whereas we do now yeah not like toho couldn't you know sure yeah 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 created. yeah and it's it's like like i said these these are the the um 2014 is, is cgi whereas you know 90% of the other Godzillas are all, all suits. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is both Japan and America showing what they can do when they use all their toys. And good. Yeah. I'm, I'm ha- this, is, this is a great, these are a great two films to end Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, should we talk about, there's a couple of flaws and... Should we, should we go through, should we, should we rewind a little bit and oh, yeah. go through film by film? all 31 all no all two okay so like just so we can have a bit of like so we can say we can talk about godzilla 2014 without the implications of shin godzilla yeah, then, okay, yeah. all right yeah so just just 2014 um so i've spoken before on the podcast about uh aaron taylor johnson's character he's he's a good actor he mm-hmm. seems fine in real life but man he is just like a powerhouse of lacking charisma in this film and it wouldn't be so noticeable if he's the literal replacement for brian cranston one of the best actors working at the moment yeah like like the 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 emotion that brian cranston puts into every role is like you know phenomenal or at least it was in 2014 you know coming yeah, right off yeah. the back of breaking bad yeah like he, this he did godzilla months afterwards and had to wear a wig yeah yeah exactly there you go um so yeah Brian Cranston leads the film for the first 30 minutes and then is killed off in like a relatively lame way. Um, and yeah, and it's like, it's like, it wouldn't be so bad if Aaron Taylor Johnson was the main character if, if this was all we got. But it's like, it, it, it showed us something. It showed us a really cool character. Or not necessarily a cool character, but an intriguing character. Yeah, an interesting emotional arc. So, and as you stated, at the start of the film, he basically has to kill his wife to save Japan. Yeah. So he's he's at the door, like the door, the blast doors, um, as a, as a massive explosion is coming up the hallway, and he has to make the decision whether he um, leaves them open and lets his wife run out because his wife's inside the the hallway um, and kill everyone, or kill his wife and by by closing the blast doors sealing her fate sealing her fate yeah and and saving japan and of course he chooses to to do the latter um 
And because it's, who it, would choose the first? Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, like, exactly. It would kill you on impact. Yeah. Um, and she agrees. It's just not like she's like, how could you do that? Like, she, yeah, she's, she's she, like, she says, she says I, I didn't make it. Yeah, we're not going to make it. So, yeah. Um, but then because he he sent her down there as well. Mm. He said they're not going to let you go down there. So don't wait for me to ask. Just go. Yeah. And then that. And then so the next fifteen years of him trying to like make amends for it it's him trying to figure out what happened and then just as he gets like one scene away from truly finding out what happened that um, he was right as well yeah yeah they, there's a shot of him being zipped up in a body bag that is so quick and so kind of dark the lighting is so dark that when I first saw the film I didn't click that Brian Cranston had died yeah he, <laughs> he like um, and then there's like if if you do something like this, like this can work in a film. Sure. Psycho. Um, Psycho is a great example. Yeah. But like you need to, that that death would need to carry emotional weight throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. And it does Like Ford Brody, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character does not feel his dad's death. On well, he doesn't shoulders. like his dad. Yeah. But like, he, uh, he just, no one, no one mourns for his loss because everyone thought he was a crazy man, but then he was right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, I saw I saw an interview with Brian Cranston this morning where he talks about how he thinks it was a narrative mistake to kill off that character. He said, like, it's not... Yeah, basically saying, removed from me playing it, he said, no matter who plays that character, that character was so important to the, to the story and it was a narrative mistake to kill him off. Mm. But then he went on to be like, but, you know, it's a good film. I haven't, I haven't, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, you know. It is, watching it a second time having it been from memory the like main thing I didn't like when I saw it the first time I genuinely think it for for this for like lack of a better word it kind of ruins the film mm. um and spoilers for Kong Skull Island here um skip 15 seconds if you don't want to spoiler for Kong Skull Island probably take me longer than 15 seconds um Similar thing happens. The spoiler at exactly fifteen <laughs> Similar thing happens with uh, John Goodman's character in um, in Kong Skull Island because John Goodman is sort of like the he's kind of the Brian Cranston of that film in terms of like his purpose for the for the character. And there are a lot more charismatic characters within Kong Skull Island than there are in Godzilla. Um, but his death, he's killed by a skull crawler um, about probably three quarters of the way through the film probably a bit shorter like over halfway but not not by by far like from the home stretch you know yeah. like he dies before the climax yeah. um and he dies because they're walking around and he's taking photos with his flash camera and then he like it's not working and he like points at his face to try and get to work and it flashes in his face and then he has like a rumble and he just goes oh shit and then the skull crawler monster comes down oh, and eats, eats him and it's so like that's not a bad way to kill off a character but until this point john goodman was the selfish tragic um against all odds i'm going to get my information character he wasn't a good guy wasn't a likable character but an important character who could have still died but there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
that needed to to hold more resonance and needed to have a bigger you didn't necessarily hate him but it's all his fault so it's like he deserved a death that was maybe towards the ending of the film um yeah so similar similar things in both in both movies yeah because i haven't seen skull kong skull and so i can't beat you up on that Hmm. unfortunately but um sorry if you only skipped ahead 15 seconds and you heard all of that yeah yeah um yeah that, that's that's interesting um there aj but yeah so <laughs> i don't care but it's interesting <laughs> but to to your point it's like there are there are examples i'm not yeah we're not saying that uh brian cranston's character couldn't have died in godzilla not even that he couldn't have died um and been replaced with a character it's just the way he does it is like the worst way you could do it yeah like it it's not it's nothing to do with like oh you're killing my favorite character or mm. anything like that like there's so many ways you can do it but it's just so unceremonious and then it holds it has no effect on the rest of the film yeah but it just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth and and also like because the film was marketed as like starring Brian Cranston yeah, like because a, it was yeah. coming hot off the season the last season of Breaking Bad yeah yeah it was, and, it was very much a, a Cranston vehicle but then yeah i mean which is like again there's ways to make that work like yeah. it's cool when you manage to market a film without revealing who the main character is yeah like kudos to you if you but then to. when the main character is aaron taylor johnson yeah <laughs> just like doing the opposite of every fun role you've ever seen him in yeah he's like the anti-angus thongs and perfect no <laughs> his character in this film embodies angus thongs and perfect snogging okay because it's terrible okay <laughs> well i mean his other bigger role would be kick-ass yeah and kick-ass works because you're like so related to to him like he's such an everyman in it like he's the definition of like the the nerd we all we all see ourselves as yeah and so he it works in that and it's like they don't give him anything he's just a leading man there's give me tell describe aaron taylor johnson's character for me Mm. he's the army guy and he's he 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 cares for a kid at one point and he's he's white i mean not to not to say he shouldn't have been white but like already like there's something distinctly uh uh basic about him yeah 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 it's it's like okay cool a strong thick-necked white guy his neck is so thick in this film (laughs) i'm glad you you mentioned that because his neck is insane like his head Mm. just goes straight down yeah i I describe that terribly but if he had a visual yeah he looks like like, a cucumber with arms (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous um but then and it's just one of those things it's like his whole plot is just i'm here Mm -hmm. you know what can i do yeah and then the people are like oh we're doing this halo jump um which i guess you can do yeah do you know what halo stands for no high altitude low opening oh yeah so high altitude jump but then you open your parachute real low yeah i get it yeah (laughs) yeah i get it shut up yeah i've been in the army yeah so that i mean we're not breaking new ground by saying that's the main problem with godzilla 2014 what's your what's your problem that you think only you see um no i don't know if i have one do you have one no (laughs) i I could make something up (laughs) like it's not gonna be genuine though all right yeah just the 
Yeah, the, the, the human characters hold no weight, really, apart from Brian Cranston. Like, Brian Cranston, like, his scenes at the start, when he's, like, closing the door on his wife, could be so cheesy. And they are a little cheesy. Mm. But, like, man, he sells it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, do you think they replaced him because there's that Hollywood mentality that you can't have... Like, your your hero has to be, like, early 30s at the oldest, mm. you know? Like, you can't have Brian Cranston at, you know, in the mid-50s be your 16. hero. Yeah. Um, because you could. <laughs> and it'd be interesting if he was. Yeah. I mean, you just came around for a bit longer. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like you say, the, we're not breaking a new ground here. I think what I would like to maybe touch on as well is... I'm starting to think that maybe Gareth Edwards isn't actually that great of a director. Oh, yeah? Um, because if you look at the response to the Godzilla film we did and the response to Rogue One, both are, like, they're negative, like, slightly negative, but no one no one would call either of those films bad movies. Yeah. But they would, they would talk they would talk your ear off about the flaws. Pro- problematic. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something... Like, he's only directed three films, and maybe we're going to find out that he's actually, like, kind of a... Not as hot shot as he initially. Yeah, projected. maybe he's a um, just another Neil Blomkamp, another M Night Shyamalan. That's not fair. I like. I like more of M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, no. Nah. He he's got some stuff. Uh, oh, I was going to mention as well. Um, so uh, Ken Wat- Watanabe's in this film. Yeah. As well as like the token Asian guy. Yep. Otherwise, Asian that's like around the block, mm-hmm. and um, his character's name is uh, Ashiro Serizawa. Mm. Some of you may remember um, that Serizawa was the name of the uh, the scientist that detonated the oxygen destroyer in the 1954 film, sacrificing his own life to kill Godzilla. And Ashiro Honda directed that film. So that's where that name ah, comes okay. from. Um, could also be Ichiro, the um, the little boy from the, with the tight pants from uh, Destroy All Monsters. Ah, oh, true. Right. Do you think it's the same character? I like to think so. <laughs> can um, that, that can be our official head cannon now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because in deal. Wait, no. In destroyer monsters, that all the only the monsters only exist in his dreams. Oh no, Godzilla exists actually. So it's not like no, that doesn't work. Never mind. <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. All right. Um. Anything more to say about twenty four nine? No, I think structure? I think I've. I can play talk your ear off about it, but uh, but let's uh, I've seen let's the line Shin say. Godzilla. All right. Um, okay, so Shin Godzilla, interestingly, um, so Godzilla's been around for you know, God knows how many years, sixty two, um, and it's always been like you know he's a fan favorite of Japan. I, I, I'm trying to think of something to fully equate him to in like our culture. Like um, outrageous fortune. No, yeah, well, not necessarily like New Zealand <laughs> culture, but like Western culture. Ah, uh, yeah, like Batman. You know. Yeah, yeah, like Batman. He's like Batman. You know, yeah, like good films, but you know, James not- Bond. Yeah. So, um, to everyone's surprise, mm-hmm. um, Shin Godzilla got nominated for the Japanese Academy Award for Best Picture, wow. and ended up winning it. Wow! And took home. A total of seven awards. It was nominated for eleven. It um, it won best uh, picture as well as best director, cinematography, art direction, lighting direction, sound recording, and film editing. 
Wow. And also one of that night, uh, best foreign language film went to Sully. <laughs> probably the only award it got. <laughs> um, the Japanese love Clint Eastwood. Um, Did they? I don't think Clint Eastwood loves the Japanese, so that's... Why do you say that? Is that are you just basing that on um, Gran Torino? I'm basing that on the narrative I don't know enough about that he's an old racist conservative right well I mean he made letters from Iwo Jima that's true you know what I'm the racist again (laughs) once once again (laughs) I'm the racist um yeah so uh and uh, a share Honda I mentioned um just before he died in 1993 but um it was revealed in 2012 that he at some point before his death like left a note that called said Shin Godzilla and it was um, plans for a Godzilla film where he can like split up and multiply into mm-hmm. smaller versions of himself. So this is the, the, the guy who created Godzilla, essentially. Yeah, like, and that that vaguely is alluded to in the movie. Yeah, that he can not really vaguely. It is alluded to, but doesn't happen. Should we talk about? Yeah, the, okay, yeah, talk about that. So Godzilla has a total of five forms in this move, or like four and a half forms in this okay. movie. So starts off, you see him; he's just like an eel, and they 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 think it's a tail. Um, and then he comes out of the water, and he's like, you know, that gif of a cat where it's like the head's still, but its body's wiggling from side to side. Yeah, and he moves like that. Yeah, and he's kind of like a lying down with big circular eyes. Yeah, he looks kind of silly. And then basically the next form is like that stood up. Yeah. Um and but like he's still kind of weird looking and then the fourth form is like charcoal black because he's kind of orangey before that yeah. um it's like or like rust colored i guess you'd say um and then he's like charcoal black got the red highlights he's huge and that's like that's godzilla you know yeah. and then the fifth kind of hinted at form is the last shot of the film they're frozen godzilla in place as if he looked into the eyes of medusa herself and the the shot pans up his tail and we see that it's splitting apart um, with these like humanoid like people clutching skeletons, onto, skeletons yeah. like clutching onto it and they all have dorsal film pl- fin plates on their backs yeah um, so and they talked about earlier on in the film that they're like oh he's gonna be able to create smaller versions of himself yeah were they gonna be humanoid mm. well we'll find out in what will probably be the sequel to Shin Godzilla right well yeah okay. so there is a we, they're we, calling we, it the Toho reboot series at the moment um, I don't like that there's well because uh, like as I mentioned um, two episodes ago that Emperor Heisei is um, the failing health and so he's looking at potentially well there's rumours of him abdicating at the end of next year mm-hmm. and so if they make another sequel and then a bunch of them most of them will come out in the timeline of this new yeah. um, ruler, this new emperor. And so, I mean, I guess it could just be called that. Hmm. But um, but who knows? Um, there's no real plans for a Shin Godzilla sequel at the moment. Okay. Um, the cast are keen. Um, Hideaki, oh, I hope I said that right again, um, Anno has said um, it's up to Toho, basically. Um, Toho's created a brain trust type thing um called the uh godzilla conference uh or godzicon um they meet up to discuss sequels and um someone at the godzicon has said um they can't do a sequel until 2020 so i think they're waiting for monsterverse to wrap up potentially um because monsterverse the godzilla versus kong and the legendary monsterverse comes out 2020 so i guess that 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 makes sense to be what they're doing Mm -hmm. um 
But it doesn't really, even though the la- the last shot is very much like a, ooh, what's this? It didn't beg for a sequel, I thought. But I want to see the implication. Of, yeah, of just a frozen, yeah, 118 meter tall Godzilla in the middle of the city. And with, uh, no, I was more meaning that he'd have humanoid Godzilla mm. monsters coming off. Mm. But there is a um, Netflix movie coming out, a, um, an anime movie uh called godzilla monster planet that comes out in november uh it's gonna be released on netflix worldwide and it's gonna have two sequels so it's like a, a, a trilogy that's like an official mm. trilogy they're planning so that's also i guess part of this godzilla the Tyra yeah, well, I wonder, series. It's, it's getting it's getting less and less clear i guess it's interesting that they're going anime and it took them this long mm. but with that being said godzilla shin godzilla looks like a live action anime it character. does yeah he's got the eyes of that dude from death note you know like yeah. that's that's what it reminded me of the yeah. big the big angel from death note oh ryuk yeah yeah um yeah like the and actually it's funny funny as well that um the monster planet godzilla is confirmed to be even bigger so they're just going bigger and bigger but the, the plot of monster planet is essentially that humans have left earth and godzilla and and, and Geras and all of them are kind of ruling the planet and then mm. humans are coming back. So it's like, it's an, an idea that would translate well to not being live action. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, so that's cool. I'm sure we'll watch it when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. So um, while, while we're on the subject of how this franchise is going to be continued... Yeah? Um, Where are you going with this? Uh, I don't know. I just I, I just thought it would be nice to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Now, should we... Yes? Yep. Continue the franchise? Yeah, have you got one? Uh, have you? I asked you. I, I've got one. Okay, what like what's your, what's your one? Is it a sequel to? It's oh, a supplementary material. Okay. To what could be any Godzilla film, and I guess I came up with it while watching the 2014 one. Right. Um, it's very simple. It could be like a short film, or a, I guess like a TV series, or even like a comic book. Like I don't know. Um, I I would like to see a a movie or you know a story where godzilla is in the background and so like so the the climax of 2014 godzilla happens we're in in the middle of the city what city is it do we know uh san francisco yeah san francisco um and the the like accumulated smog and smoke and everywhere is like made it look like this real like post-apocalypse there's fire it was like the primary colors you see are black and red so like you know darkness and fire i would like to see a story about like a group of survivors huddled up in one of these houses trying to get you know get to safety while a war for the planet between two giant monsters happens in the background i guess yeah that's interesting isn't that kind of monsters no. I've actually seen it. But. Monsters is um, Monsters is definitely about characters. Monsters is a road movie. Right, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's also yeah. Gareth Edwards' best movie. <laughs> I I struggled to come up with a consider the franchise. Oh my gosh. Is this, um, a, is this a new precedent for the podcast? Well, like... I guess you've already come up with three. So it's not like... Yeah, like... I don't know. Because... I mean, because there are so many sequels still already planned. Like, mm. I I said to you during Godzilla 2014, I was like, man, do you know what would be cool if the next one was well lit and you could just see everything? So that's what you want. Yeah, that's my idea of the franchise. Yeah. Is just, is do your... Because Gareth Edwards said, 
um, he's like, oh, if, if it gets a sequel, I want to do uh, All Monsters Attack. Well, no, just real. Am I getting these two mixed up? The one, the one that's not the one with the little kid. Um, the one that's basically just all the monsters going nuts at each other. Hmm. Um, oh my god! Did you just vomit in your mouth? No, it was atomic breath. Man, <laughs> atomic breath. Um, it's not because of the sarsaparilla. It's because of the thirty-one Godzilla films. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I've been keeping it in for for a month. Um, yeah, like th- that film takes place just in like a wasteland mm. and everyone's just kicking rocks at each other and it's all well you can see everything and see yeah. every imperfection um like real monsters have curves and just sh- showcase that this is what real terror looks like okay <laughs> you may not like it but this is the, the ideal male mm. uh, um monster yeah yeah do you want to do some fan feedback have you got any little... oh i hadn't planned on it um well, i know you love it AJ yeah, I can do that. loves fan feedback. I hate it. I can't stand interacting with fans. Nah, we, we both love it. Leave a comment. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, we've So, recently, um, we had what, you know, comparatively was a, a boom in subscribers and, yeah. like, new listeners um, for us. But in terms of, like, YouTube in general we like i know we don't have have a lot <laughs> so i'm not i'm not in my head but I, I quite like um seeing what people who we don't actually know in real life have to say um it's a very welcome change yeah yeah um and like i get like if you are if I, you are our friend in real life then keep please listening. please keep telling us but <laughs> but um no okay so on last week's episode um which was the godzilla millennium series plus the godzilla 1998 series nathaniel hernandez um if you're listening says i thought your episodes were pretty entertaining i always find it fascinating to see new corners of the godzilla franchise and hearing their reactions keep doing what you're doing that's cool i i like to think that that's what that's part of our duty as the gatekeepers for franchises is that we become the um we peek into these corners because you know every franchise we've done has had at least some kind of fan base and it's like we're we're stomping in there stepping on their rosemaries and like like being like yeah. what's this dude like and, and like becoming a part of it yeah that is really interesting actually that, that you bring that because uh, yeah it's like, i guess i hadn't really thought about it like that but it totally is yeah like yeah I, I love going on and reading the godzilla subreddits and like just seeing like oh, this is the one that everyone likes and this is the flaws everyone has with this one. Yeah. And stuff like that. And and you grow really an cool. understanding and maybe in like a year and a half, two years, we could maybe like make it... Write, write, I'm not saying we're going to do this. I'm saying we could. This, this is what my goal is for this podcast. Yeah. Is like maybe we could write an essay on a franchise, you know? Yeah. And this is how we're doing it is we're learning through doing these big ones and these small ones and learning what people respond to, what they don't respond to. Yeah. And um, like I like as well that these are franchises that are still going so like i'm gonna go to godzilla king of the monsters and i'm gonna get every reference yeah Um, yeah exactly and yeah it's cool like it's just this this extra like pop culture string i have on my bow now yeah 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 exactly i agree um david gibbs says hey cop popsha please do gamera franchise film i would recommendation uh show a series on shout factory and hear link talk about gamera documentary um I think if we can, we're going to be trying to stay away from the kaiju films for a while. Yeah, but he did link a documentary um, about Gamera. Found out Gamera was a giant turtle through yeah. skimming through that. Um, I'll try watch that, David. Um, 
not at the moment, but maybe maybe once the not for a while. <laughs> the tides have have, have um, you know loosened a bit. Um, the tides have loosened. David Brown, our favourite. Um, number one commenter on Colt Popshire podcast David Brown says I understand that you guys are getting tired of the Godzilla franchise this is in reference to us saying that we were over it last week um, and I get it watching a whole series of one day is going to get boring but it can be a bit fun also you missed a refresh in Godzilla against Mechagodzilla that refresh I think he means reference was about uh-huh. the war of the Gargantuas which is a sequel to Frankenstein versus Baragon yes a giant Frankenstein um, is, is welcome to the Toho universe so that's kind of exciting. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but it's yeah. I like that I've it seen references to uh, Frankenstein being a Toho hmm. um, property as well, um, and I think in like Germany, these films are all just called like Frankenstein versus because to them, just Frankenstein means creature, right? And like, or or maybe they're called King Kong over there. Mm. one of them and they're like some people King Kong the other way yeah I think maybe it's in like Spain or Italy right. or something like that they call it right um, Frankenstein um, and Brett Taylor um, our friend from Texas once again replied and he said thanks for the shout out guys I'm sad however to hear that all Kiwis are executed on their 100th birthday this is us talking about that um, last week and he said I hope the New Zealand government addresses this atrocity um, there's an election should, coming up soon there, so. there's an election coming up and you know what we need our own Godzillian New Zealand franchise that like parallels what's happening in the government you know like where's <laughs> our giant monster that represents the flag change yeah. you know like where's the housing crisis manifested we, yeah where's like <laughs> the Todd Barclay scandal yeah <laughs> um, um, yeah, those, so those were all the comments on Godzilla. But we, have, so, we got comments on a, a very old video before Richard <laughs> even joined um, Cold Popshire. The, our, actually, our second ever video on Cold Popshire, which was me talking to the screen for 10 minutes about Batman. It's called Is Too Much Batman a Bad Thing? Phil Shively says, Although I'm sick of Batman films, Arkham Origins is my favourite Arkham game and is the best boss battle introduced to me and introduced me to Firefly, Copperhead and Anarchy. And he also said, before that, sorry, he said, Yes, I'm personally sick of the goddamn Batman. So thank you, Phil. Um, thank you, Brent. Thank you, yeah. both Davids. And um, thank you, Nathaniel. Yeah, we love getting comments. Keep them coming in. Mm. Um, you'll probably get a shout out. Yeah. Um, now, do you want to... Do something in a completely different order from we've ever done it. Okay. And um, as we're getting towards the end of the podcast, should we look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and how these films are, are rated. So, mm-hmm. as you said, uh, Godzilla 2014, most people would agree it's good, but they've, everyone's got their problems with it. Yeah. Um, so, that has a critic score of 74% and an audience score of 66%. That's so, That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, critically, it's like, you know, it's, objectively, it's like... You can look at it and be like, this is a well-made film, but mm-hmm. audiences had their problems with it. Um, Shin Godzilla has uh, a critic score of 84% and um, audience score of 75%. Yeah. So across the board, considered a better film. Yeah, neither of them neither of them are like wowzer, but yeah. they're taking the franchise in a cool direction. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Richard. Of all 31... What is your favourite of all 31 Godzilla films that you and I have seen them all like a couple of like a couple of losers with with no social life? I I have rejected hanging out with people because I needed to watch these yeah, films. Man. Like what is what one made it all worth it if any of them? Um I would say my favorites mm-hmm. would be Gojira 1954 mm-hmm. 
Um, Godzilla vs. Biollante. Mm-hmm. Um, Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla. Yeah, it's like the first one and the last one were worth it. And everything else in between was like... Like, like, like imagine... imagine and you, the, the two of them are so removed from anything else. Yeah, imagine you're having dinner, right? And then you eat your chicken first. And then you got to go through like your silver beet and your beans and all that. And then you get dessert at the end. And it's like, I shouldn't have eaten the chicken first. That's what every franchise is like. <laughs> like they, they ate the best thing first. Yeah. But then most, most franchises, you don't get dessert. You just kind of have mm. to go to bed. Yeah. Sometimes prematurely. Sometimes mm. you haven't even finished your meal. Yeah. Like divergent. And yeah. then they're just like, you have to go to bed. <laughs> so I guess now we're going to, much like Shin Godzilla, resurge an old dusty uh, thing we used to do on this podcast quite a lot. <sighs> yeah. Um, every episode. And for even... the people who have discovered us because they like Godzilla. Um, Welcome to what this podcast is actually about. <laughs> so this is a segment that we like to call Franchise Roulette. And what we're going to do here is we're going to play a random number generator, which is going to give us a number out of... I can't remember how many. Uh, 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 like two, under 300. But 282. 282. Um, and that's going to give us a number. And we've got a Google Doc that has all the franchise movie franchises that we could think of sprawled out on there. Um, and whatever number this number gives us is going to be what we're covering in the next fortnight. Richard, what are you praying for? What do you hope it's going to be? Um, I had this like vision the other day because I had Daddy Wasn't There stuck in my head mm-hmm. um, that we get Austin Powers. That'd be cool. And I was really happy. That'd be it's cool. It's three films. They're light. They're fun. There's nice there's, cleans. There's a lot to talk about with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'd be, you know, oh god, it's just rife for a continue the franchise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, and I, I, as much as I would also like Austin Powers, or I don't know, maybe like Batman, or you know, something, something, something that we can get real into and, and really enjoy. I kind of see the comedy, and if we got like James Bond next, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. So let's do it, man. This is exciting. All right. 23. 23. 23. This has been so long since we've done this. Oh, okay. What is it? It's a two-film franchise. Okay. Um, Nymphomaniac. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came out at the same time as well. Uh, no, they released uh, like a little bit. But it's, it's one film split into two. Like Kill Bill. Yeah. Um... <laughs> They're on Netflix. Nymphomaniac. All right. Okay. What a what a sharp left hand turn from Godzilla <laughs> into the world of Nymphomaniac, directed by Lars von Trier. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a Lars von Trier film. Well, you're about to. I'm about to get like full von Trier. <laughs> raw dog Lars von Trier. We should we should instead of watching them on Netflix, we should track down the like full uncensored versions. All right, where they like spliced in porn, did they? Yeah, like they got they got um, porn actors to like have sex full frontal, and then like um, digitally put Shia LaBeouf on on it. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Our second Shia LaBeouf franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I'm just I'm so glad it's only two films. Yeah, all right, and I and I'm hosting this one, so I'm going to get intrigued in. And Nymphomaniac. Oh my gosh! What a what a what a hilarious thing! What a hilarious series to get! I'm yeah. ready for it. All right, I'm going to take that off the list now. Thank you very much for listening to all of this, everybody. Um, David Brown, please keep listening to episodes. Um, you specifically, because I know you, you found this because of Godzilla, but I actually really enjoy your input. 
Um, so please don't be like, oh, they did Godzilla arm out. Like, <laughs> listen to our old ones. Comment on them. And like, <laughs> like I, I love reading out comments from you. Same with you, Brent. Thank you. Uh, Brent found us after Beethoven. So did a few other listeners. Um, please, please, please keep listening. And as, as we said last week, tell your friends. Um, and yeah, and if you liked this, you can actually find um, us on a few other, other platforms doing a few other things. Richard, where can people find us? What? Um, I'm throwing to you, buddy. Okay. I believe like, in you. You just mean like Facebook and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Cult Popsha, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, we are on Twitter, but I mean... But yeah. We don't update we don't much on Twitter. Much. We usually just use it to follow people and be like, man, we should ask them to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, but then realize that, you know, um, yeah, chance is slim. Yeah. Um, uh, Media at gmail.com if you, if you want to email us e- send us a wee email yeah, send um, us a cheeky wee email yeah and yeah I'll rate and review us on iTunes if you don't know how to do that you've got to search Cold Popshire on iTunes and then that'll let you rate and review that that apparently really helps and it's so difficult to figure out how to do so if, if you if you are listening um, and you want that then that's, that's the, you want to help us that's the way to do it uh, and yeah please please keep listening and keep 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 commenting keep giving us feedback it'd be great what a we did it man we did it this is the end of Godzilla alright you finished your sarsaparilla I'm not even halfway <laughs> um, I finished mine man it's weird do you know it's a profound feeling that you get a, like we get it with every franchise but especially watching these ones yeah. it's weird watching a movie and being and knowing I am never gonna watch this movie again yeah I'm gonna die before I see all monsters attack again you know <laughs> I could see myself watching I can watch a couple of them again yeah I'm never gonna watch Hedora the Smog Monster I'm never again. I'm not gonna go to a marathon a Godzilla marathon and watch a bunch of them anyway thank you very much for listening anyway, yeah, thank you we love um, you sorry if this episode was a little bit like less enthusiastic but <laughs> we'll be we'll be rock hard for the next one so um, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be very exciting that's probably that's probably gonna be like a, a bit of a R18 episode probably um, we're probably gonna say like penis and and seminal fluid yeah no you took it too far AJ well alright thank you <laughs> goodbye <laughs>